I am going to say that they were they were taking care of the dearly departed. And that brings us to our hey, next hey, beer. So Noble Beast, Dearly Departed, the yes. coffee lover's consummate beer, brewed with an abundance of flaked oats, bitter and imported chocolates, and two types of coffee. This stout has an intense, fresh roasted java nose topped with a frothy, cinnamon-colored head that goes on forever. It's an IBU of 45 and an ABV of 5.6. Cheers. Cheers. If it oh. drinks the way that you just uh, described it, yeah, this is not a, a poor sort of... Uh, <laughs> this thing is frothy. <laughs> yes, it is. And, and wow. highly viscous. Because it's sticking to the can as it pours out. So would you say that's viscous or viscous? Viscous. Because I'm American. <laughs> I leave no room for error. <laughs> and this is, man, this viscous? is... I've never even heard of that before. Is that a thing? It is, is a viscous? thing. It's a, yes, it is. Viscous? This is incredibly frothy. This is The head of this thing is amazing. <laughs> that, that sounds either wow. English or South African. Viscous. Viscous, yes. It's a real viscous. word. Yes, yes. It, it is. It's British. Yes. Just like schedule. Well, thank you, sir. Like, no, I'm an American. It's a schedule. That comes from my school of thought. Pleasure. <laughs> I see we're meeting at the garage. Ooh, garage. Oh. <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> like the previous one, this actually has a rather subtle nose. It, I know. It does have a oh, very... Oh, no, I know. <laughs> This does have a very subtle nose to it. It's kind of pretty on top. Isn't it, it is. It really is. I can smell the hops. Yeah, you, you do smell it, I can but smell it's the hops, it's definitely right. not not overbearing. Mm. Oh wow. Okay, I can. It has a heavy coffee overtone. Mm -hmm. It definitely has a heavy coffee overtone. I do taste the chocolate though. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, I would say more of like a dark chocolate flavor, uh, which I love dark chocolate, so it's perfectly fine with me. That is, uh, mm. the coffee and but chocolate, thick. Yeah, the definitely coffee and thick. chocolate are definitely there. Yeah. But the hops are the pronounced ingredient. I, you know what? It, the hops, it, it, the hops, more to the head, though. yeah, the hops are way more pronounced than I thought they would be. Because most, let's face it. Most of your heavier coffee porters are very heavy on the coffee, which, yeah. again, I love. But this definitely has more of a pronounced hop to it. I got to say, and not my favorite. Not All right. my favorite. All right. And no disrespect. I'm sure they do a great job, um, you know, at the brewery. Um, this is just um, literally not I like it. I like it. I, I am a fan of Noble Beast. Uh, that Mike introduced us to. Yes. Yeah, um, and this is my first experience with Mobile Beast also. I yeah. Oh, you got to go. Yeah. It's fun. Am I cut off now? Should I? Great atmosphere. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but I see where you're coming from, though. I do. Cause, because it, 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 this is not a typical coffee porter. No. Much heavier on the hops than other oh, ones we've man, had on all the show. Hops. I'm telling you. What yeah. is the... Uh, yeah, forty-five. I'm surprised. It, it's it that is. Low. It's forty-five on the IBU. I'm surprised yeah. it's that low. Yeah, yeah. It, it again. It does. It, it does have that hoppy flavor to it. But you, it's not. 
it's not exceptional. Uh-huh. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind it. It's a little it's a little on the saucy side. Yeah. But then again, <laughs> I am also an IPA lover, so Okay, well. Yeah. So for me this actually isn't that hoppy. <laughs> yeah, I you know, and and I don't know what it is. I, I we definitely went in the right order of drinking tonight, though. We started with this, everything else went down. Yeah. Well, everything would have tasted better, I, I think. No, I just, oh. My mistake. Oh. My mistake. Again, though, I, I am a lover of IPAs. Um, good IPAs. I mean, I've, I've had plenty of bad IPAs. But, but this is, again, well-balanced. I like the... It is hoppy, but it's not as hoppy as a typical IPA would be. In fact, I wouldn't even place it as high as, um, I don't know if you guys, and, and I plan on featuring it on the show pretty soon, but uh, Brew Kettle has a black IPA. Okay. I enjoy it. It's very good, also very hoppy. In fact, Brew Kettle tends to have hoppier, hoppier beers. So Everything I've had from Brew Kettle, you know you get from Brew Kettle. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I think it well is. Put. I don't know why. Very well put. I don't know how they well, like platform. Yeah. 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 Because platform, everything from platform has a slightly burnt hop flavor. They it, must have some that special overtone. type of barrels that they yeah. age in. Can I, I mean, if you think about it, in in the in the realm of like music and bands, mm-hmm. your band always sounds like your band. You know, you go to hear your band sound. So, why wouldn't you have some signature behind your brews? If yeah. you were creating them out of thin air, I want to put my my initials on it, right? That's true. Sometimes it's it's easier said though than sure. because it, it, if this were poured in another glass with me and I didn't see or knew where it came from, I would say that oh, I mean, this kind of tastes like Willoughby. You know, because they have okay. one that's pretty similar too, but I wouldn't know for sure. But Brew Kettle, it, it's one of the few breweries where I say, "Man, did you get this from Brew Kettle?" Okay, okay. You know, so it, it really depends and how they how they age. Massheads, Massheads Brewery, they well, have what? specific barrels of uh, whiskey, bourbon barrels that they brew everything in. So. <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> so you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I like your reference to bands, though, because I'm a musician. <laughs> but you know what? You got... There's common ground everywhere. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you got certain musicians who play with different bands. Mm-hmm. Right? One of my favorite drummers of all time, Vinny Cauuta. It's a shameless plug, but I don't care. <laughs> Vinny Cauuta. It doesn't matter who he plays with. I can tell you it's him playing. Okay. Okay, but but the rest of the band, uh, I might be figuring it out. So yeah, understood. I, I I'm gonna call Kendra out on this one. You need to try this because we need a lady's perspective. I personally taste the dark chocolate notes, and we do taste the hops, but we need a lady to say what do you taste? A little more hoppy. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. but do you taste the chocolate notes? All right. So, now what would you say it's more of like the dark chocolate flavor? <laughs> All right. So you're so so you side with 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 Chris on this one. It is very hoppy. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Okay. There we go. <laughs> it's not bad. I'm enjoying it. I'm definitely like enjoying it. it. But yeah. again, like I said, I am enjoying yeah. the hops. Yeah. So. And I'm used to yeah. stronger porter, so this isn't really that strong to me. But I don't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> so. Back to speaking of strong things, mm-hmm. back to the God of Israel. <laughs> nice. Which one? So, oh, touche. <laughs> <laughs> so, well said. <laughs> um, it's saving that one up. It, final final he, thought. He, I'm sorry. Final thought. Oh, go ahead. I, I think it's because of the coffee dark chocolate next to the hops mm. is what's pronouncing the hops. So it's, it's almost just not blending. I think a, they're on opposite ends of the okay. spectrum. All right. You mean. All right. And it's confusing I could see that. my I was just buds. thinking of the same thing. It could almost be confusing. Yeah. All right. Like, what, okay. what am I drinking? I could see that. Okay. All I right. just needed a moment inside to contemplate that. All right. Touche. <laughs> but, but I love uniqueness. Yeah. Yes. You know? Of course. I don't, yes. Sometimes I'm in the mood for just a Guinness. But most of the time, I, rather, I, I take uniqueness more. Eight, eight times out of ten. I will say, if I don't know what I want, I usually choose a Guinness. Mm-hmm. So there's always <laughs> Guinness in my fridge. Yeah, I'm right. It's that. it's a the it, extra stout. It's you know, a safe just, bet. Just to be on the it's same page. It's a safe the bet. extra stout. Okay, yeah. you know what you're gonna get, and you get it every time. Every yeah. time, flawlessly. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but speak again. Speaking of strong things, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have um, the God of Israel now. Yahweh, Elohim, the creator God, among the gods. All right, so we have that. It's very interesting. In these statements, things like Psalm 86, Psalm 95, Psalm 96, Psalm 97, Psalm 136, and Exodus 15, and all of those, in all of those statements, you have the among or above the Elohim references. So he's he is explicitly saying that he is the God among the gods, the creator of the other gods. And again, that's a place setter that we impose on language, specifically from German, because it's it's not there inside Hebrew. So if you look at it, he's saying that among the spirits, I am the creator, and I created all the other spirits and all the other people as well. So, and that's really where we need to to look at that because when we say the God who created the gods, it creates an incompatibility among. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Doesn't matter dis- what your denomination is. <laughs> it's a distinction that yeah. no other God. Unless you're Mormon. Made. Right. <laughs> Again, I gotta circle mm. back, and that's why I like kind of my comparison of it. I think it's <clears throat> you see. Whatever denomination sees their God as the one. Mm-hmm. So let's allow for that and say, um, you know, well, you, you call yours this and this and whatever, all these different names, the fishes. All right. Right. All right. And the, the God among the gods. But it's interchangeable depending on your perspective and, and whatever religion you're looking at it. Well, and I see that part of it, but specifically... But it would build the common ground, is, is my point. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. You know? So, are we all in this together? Let's just be together, right? Mm. Well, and I think this is one of Aaron's biggest grievances with the Protestant 
because it's it, it really muddied up that water. Yeah. Agreed. How s- Agreed. I'm sorry, how so? I, I'm not really sure. Well, 40,000 flavors. It's the best that an ice cream company could hope for, right? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there, so <laughs> there's over 40,000 denominations sure. <laughs> of Christianity in the United States alone. Okay. Okay. All right. That's where so, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> Ice cream. Yeah. Sure. There's... I guess there's only 40,000 flavors. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> right. I know as much about religion as I do about ice cream. All about right. That? I'm just thinking of I Will, love Ferrell, Will Ferrell and the Elf. Congratulations. You got the world's best coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I mean think, about it. It. Uh, very, think about it. Think about it. You literally, nice. you literally have a denomination statistically for every other block in the United States. All right. Okay. Statistically speaking, and that's a fair argument. Yeah. I am not gonna Wouldn't know. it be though? Aren't there that many opinions, if not more? But that's know? the problem. So the problem is, is that you don't have anybody telling you what the proper instruction is. According right. to, according to two thousand years of a Christian ide- ideology. Okay. Right? So which may or may not be true, but now we're starting to put borders on what we believe or what we're supposed to think but there should be this honestly is, this there is should where be i started going okay there should be wait a minute. okay and and i i honestly believe there should be and here's why here's why if anybody can believe anything they want to believe it's chaos all right and that's what we have honestly in, in the christian realm all we really do have is chaos that's a very negative point of view take it for what you will <laughs> I think we just had a conversation earlier about morality, and I don't need um, a higher being or some influence, some outside influence to to make me understand what morality is and how to behave in my society or to to look after my fellow man. And you just took the exact opposite stance. I didn't, though. I didn't, though. Because, again, if I go back to the old branches of Christianity is because you do have the divine spark within you. And the divine spark is in every single person who gets to choose between what is right and what is wrong. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't really I don't know because whether you think or you don't think you need that we grew up with it from somewhere. We were bequeathed it, whether we liked it or not, from someone, whether you chose to follow the same path of it or not, and we still have laws based on that in mm-hmm. our country Okay. because of, you know what I mean, where as if a lot of those same uh, ideas of morality and where we get ethics from isn't quote unquote, and I don't like the idea of legislation, I don't. <laughs> I don't. But we still have remote native tribes that kill and eat each other. And anyone who comes in, they will kill you and eat you. Like, we still have some of those that exist oh, today. Oh, we do. Yes, we do. With no sense of what we deem as, like, whoa, like, just can we not eat each other? <laughs> so so there's there's quite a societal viewpoint of, well, we probably shouldn't be doing that. Right. Well, where's God's aspect on that? They have. I mean, Probably shouldn't be doing that, right? They have no concept of what you know. We're talking about of what we view as God, or N- nor would they even entertain it, uh, right? 
Yeah. See, this is the way it's been done for thousands of centuries or whatever. But you see, know? I, enter you know your your obscure time frame. I disagree. And we're going to continue doing that. And it's also why their specific race is completely almost out of existence. Mm-hmm. There was a missionary, unfortunately. End of the spear. Yeah. Yeah. Found that out. Um, I, I know he's talking about. A few months ago. Yeah. And he was very driven to go try to relate to them and mm-hmm. to try to connect with them and how he felt that you know he needed to minister to them. Yeah. And there in the translation. He became <laughs> he became a stake. Indeed, it's uh, unfortunate. Just had the NIV. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know the story. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. I would say KGV, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I see it as you know, if if for for if for some extended period of time they're doing whatever they do, and then and then there's outside. Uh, some sort of oh, I can make you better, or I think oh, let me you know uh, fit you into our society, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you subsequently get eaten. You know, um, why did you do that? They're not wandering into cities taking people, right? I I will say this though: why, why would you just leave it yeah, alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't need to force your but, viewpoints on anybody. But else. I I will say this: the, if you look at the ninety nine point eight percentile in the world regardless of religion you're not usually eating people so by and large regardless of religion you know chris is not on the smorgasbord (laughs) agreed yeah agreed so so i would say that yes we can use the example and arguably i do of cannibals okay um but by and large, it's not the predominant viewpoint among any culture or religion. Yeah, it's true. So, and I, I'm just thinking about it in terms of human development. Yeah. Had we not developed as a species, yeah. you know, had our brains not developed or given new concepts or ideas, you know, that, that to me that is, is what that represents. You know, because they're not really thinking what we're thinking of right or wrong. We're, we're thinking of, that, you know, someone today, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, <laughs> that's bad. That's wrong. And you're going to jail or you're going to die or you're going to get killed by someone who's going to get mad, right? People don't like it when people try to eat them. They really don't. So, but they don't have that concept. They're not thinking about that, right? Yeah. What, what is their reasoning? We don't, it's hard to really guess, but I'm, I'm guessing that it's like survival, Right. Well, and in the ancient culture, like if I don't do something to eat, I'm not going to live. Right. Well, well, you look pretty good today. Believe it or not, and I wish I didn't know this. <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> when you got to preface it like that, <laughs> I can't wait. Like I'm frothing now. <laughs> <laughs> My chaps are sweltering. <laughs> um, I, again, I wish I didn't know this. Um. Among the ancient cultures that do believe in cannibalism, um, when I eat my opposition, I gain their knowledge. Okay. 
Yes. Yet another belief, though. Yes. So, and that is prevalent among some of the most ancient tribes. If if I eat them, I gain their spirit. I gain their knowledge. Okay. I gain their heritage. Now I know how to oppose them. And that actually is a mainstay among ancient cultures that tribes. do practice cannibalism. Okay. So... I mean, I, I kind of agree with that line of thinking, actually. Because, I mean, don't we eat fish and gain its mercury, you know? <laughs> I mean, no, think about that, really. <laughs> that was great. Really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some truth to the phrase, you are what you eat, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's so, why I'm a vegetarian. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah I, should, <laughs> oh, I should defer now. Because <laughs> if uh, we were to talk about eating, You had to say realm. that, Chris. Parlay. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the judgment. <laughs> but, you know, we, we started this in the scope of, um, of cannibalism. And, you know, I think we can collectively agree that it's a negative thing. You know, we don't want that to happen in, our, in today's society. Chris, I do not want you in my mouth. That worry you touche. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but we don't. We you don't know what you're to, missing. You know, we, <laughs> we don't have to go that far back, even to ancient civilization, to, to cite examples, or even to that tribe that I brought up. Right. Look at you know instances in World War II where where there was no food. No survival. Ouch. It's, it, Ouch. To me, I'm thinking of you. Humanity was brought back to its most basic animal instincts. Mm -hmm. If I did nothing, I'm going to die. And if I can't, and if I can't save the rest of my family, does one? Do I have to sacrifice one to do that? Ouch. So, are are we even dealing with ethics and morality as we know it today? When you're put in that type of situation, yeah. those situations happened, and they did. They did. And you're and you're talking about I, getting forced into a situation. I'm talking about uh, consciously wanting to be yeah. in a situation. I think. Um, so, as I mean, as far as cannibalism itself. Again, we can collectively agree. We're, yeah. we're all good. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, steak yeah. is fine. I, I'm, I'm, you know. But <clears throat> if you, if you want to tighten that scope up, I think it's the same mentality that kind of brings us to modern society. And, and nothing like that crazy, but like, you know, small things now. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of, well, we've done it this way forever. So it must be right. The tribe did it that way forever. Yeah. But what yeah. brought those situations up during World War II was man's ambition and greed, right? Yes. Our geopolitical Absolutely. ambition. At, well, at one level, but not the boots on the ground. The boots on the ground were just suffering. trying to get through it, dude. Yeah. It, exactly. I well, want to get home to my family, yeah. you know? Because of, because of political ambition. Yes, at this level. At a, at a certain level, right. It, what I'm saying is, is that it, it, we're talking politics at this point. Yes, yes, we are, <laughs> and it, you know? it, it's something that hasn't really changed today. If we're talking about morality, I completely agree. There's a handful at the top who make decisions, and all of a sudden, we got thousands and millions yeah. of people suffering. And I hate to say it, but that happened. And I won't relate the stories because I, in this instance, I really want to leave some people out of it peoples out of it but that happened here in the in the americas where certain people were forced into certain areas and some things ended up in cannibalism and it was a forced regime that caused that mm -hmm. um sad but a method of survival 
And again, I'm not going to bring this into it because when I found out about it, I was completely disgusted um, that people can do that to other people and force them into those situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But yeah, without remorse, without a thought. Yeah. 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 I agree. And I think that's where morality fails mm-hmm. in that very scenario. Well, I would say no, it's the lack of morality. I was going to say, I don't even think it's part of the equation. Okay. No. At that point, it's, at, at point point is greed. Yeah. You know, it runs downhill. You had people who wanted power, and that runs downhill. And so the people who are native to those situations, who have no power, those are the ones that have to suffer from it because they are the last part of that downhill run. Okay. Yeah. And when I when I kind of think of that story that Kendra brought up with that guy from that movie, I think the the movie that I remember seeing was The End of the Spear. It was on Netflix for a while. It was. Yeah. You know, I I think, you know, their thought process was, you know, if I could just raise the level of consciousness a bit. Mm. To this tribe, maybe that's they a w- huge order. What's when what's, you're talking to a society? Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't a huge uh, could population, you, but could you imagine telling uh, the majority of the uh, atheist American public, <laughs> um, I don't know, barbecues are bad. Having a barbecue is, it, you know, I mean, just an obscure, mm-hmm. you know, something. That's held so beautiful and dear. Yeah, do not include me in that conversation. Be like, oh. <laughs> but you understand that it's full of carcinogens. Yeah, but it's delicious. But you don't understand. Factory farming, you're farming the you land, know, the environment. It's, it's just how to keep going. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, whatever you can frame anything any way you want. Yeah. But but my point is, it's just like how do you how do you? Um, it's evil, Chris. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but. You know the, the the way human beings think, more of a, a collective. How do they think? Yeah, it's a tall uh, order. I, I, yeah. yeah, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, but one person to one person going like this. Yeah, wink, wink. Yeah, this is how change happens. Yeah. Okay. Possibly. Yeah. No, no, it's true. Yeah. It's true. It's because those type people... of tribes aren't the majority today. No. No. You know, well, let's, right. let's so face we have it. developed. It, it, let's face right it. Right or wrong religion. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. To the original yeah. point, yes. I, I, I mean, let's face it. It was, I forget which priest it was. There's a priest way back when. And um, when things like evolution started coming in, stuff like that, um, somebody tried to oppose it. And he said, listen, if it's true, God already knows about it. We have to adapt our ideas. We don't have to adapt to his, right? And I know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but it's truth, all right? It's truth. So again, regardless of whether it's society or it's science or it's if it's true, it's true, okay? If it's true, it's true. So even though you have two guys, I'm sorry, all of society who is telling you barbecues are good. You have statistical facts saying, yeah, but factory farming is causing far more problems than the good it's creating. Okay, You're, you're poisoning the land, you're poisoning the environment, you're, you're poisoning the, the air itself because you think it's okay. Are you being serious right now? <laughs> 
pseudo, pseudo, a little bit for wings after this. So, um, I just want to throw a disclaimer out there. I it was the barbecue was the most uh, fundamental American thing I could think of at at that moment. I understand. I I didn't want to throw it under the bus. I did the wrong thing, bro. You really did. A dog on it. I am going to stick Stephanie Kulau on you. Anyway. I'm going to have to do some research for a topic that I can throw under the bus and not get persecuted for. I have wings, by the way. Don't worry. You have wings? Oh, nice. I'm I'm, going to tag her in this. (laughs) But anyway, but regardless of that, you you do have people who have to change their ideologies once they find out, guess what? Maybe it was wrong. Maybe we have to change our ideas. I I completely agreed. And, but and, we have to change. And then I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and draw that full circle, and All I right. believe that's the morality end of it. I agree I, to disagree. I, I agree <laughs> to disagree. I, yeah, I mean, well, for example, okay, let's 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 hit the Old Testament again, since that's where we are tonight. Well, All right, you're the foremost authority in the room, the, I believe. <laughs> the majority of the people would have said that their gods were the correct ones, right? All right, so the majority of those people would say that they were correct. All right, and, yeah. and that and that they are the people who are, because you had Dagon, you had Molech, you had etc. 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 All across the Old Testament. All right, so the pagan gods really did rule the roost. However, that being said, all right, if you look at it, God Himself knew about the other gods. All right, and he himself acknowledged they existed. He created them; they were fallen from their state. All right, they quote they weren't what we think of as God because when we say God, we mean the guy who created everything, the the entity that created all of existence. That's not these gods. <laughs> all right, these gods are the ones that rule the nations and the ones that they worship as the ones who rule the nations. All right. So if you look at the text, he says that he rules and he is over these gods. You can see it inside Deuteronomy 32, inside Deuteronomy 12, and even inside Deuteronomy 17. It parlays across all of those texts. And, and, and it never says they don't exist. It simply says that he is above them. His ways are above them because he is the creator of all origination. There is no inception without him. All right, so there is inception and then there's reality. He is the inception. All right, so and that that's what these denial phrases are across the Bible, and it doesn't mean that the other gods don't don't exist. For example, in Nineveh, the king of Nineveh, when he spoke, he said, "Is that a real thing?" Hey, wait, it really was. Did you just make that up? No, 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 no. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. He's making fun of me, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> So the king of Nineveh said, there is no city outside of Nineveh, right? He doesn't mean that there are no other cities that exist. He means that there's no other class of cities that exist on the level that Nineveh exists. Okay. All right. So when God in the Old Testament says, there are no gods besides me, he does not mean that there are no other gods, quote unquote, spiritual entities, all right? He means that there's none that live in his class of existence because he is the origination of all life, spiritual or physical. Okay. okay. And how do we feel about that? 
Well, as agnostic, I'm, I'm sure you have your own thoughts on that. Well, you know, my, my fundamental thought is as you're, as you're producing these slides, you should create another one that specifically has a headline that says, Chris, these are your points of view opposing mine. So at least I have somewhere to go. Because I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> but that's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> For me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> be. So... But that's that is the Old Testament worldview, and that's 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 what parlayed across from say the Hebrew people to the surrounding Mesopotamian tribes, and that was the the thought process behind them as opposed to quote unquote them. Okay. So the the Hebrews and the Jews acknowledged that there were other gods. All right. But they were not in the same thought process, the same existence, the same power. He was species unique. Yahweh was species unique among the Elohim because he was the origination of all life, whether it was spiritual, divine, or human. So let me offer some gummy theology in that. Please. Yes. <laughs> so Why does everybody love gummy so much? <laughs> So first of all, obviously all the other gods and the other nations don't accept Yahweh as Yahweh accepts himself, right? Go figure. Oh, whatever you say. You're talking a foreign language. Okay, so at, don't, there's no need to fill me in. No, no, no. I'm just saying at the time. Because I don't buy it anyway, you know? At the time, if it was your God on top, then, you, you know, uh, maybe Aaron can't hear me. You have carte blanche to do what you want with the other nations. Okay, sure. And this is my own opinion, but I always kind of viewed Yahweh as the political god, not the creator of all. Okay? Okay. When the god of the Old Testament in the Bible, it is, it, it, you don't really need to know much more than this, in my opinion, that I view Yahweh as their own political god like the other nations have their own political god i don't view or necessarily think that yahweh and i know we kind of we've gone back and forth so many times on this and i brought it up so many times but i don't view yahweh necessarily as the creator of all human beings and all things that being said you know it's open of course yahweh is going to say that he's the creator of yahweh because if i have my own people believing that, people who do whatever I say when I want them to do things, okay. they're going to do what I want. Sure. If those other people have the same kind of thing happening, they're going to do exactly what their God tells them to do, which, hey, invade this country, take their land, take their whatever. So, so what, what he's saying is that he believes that Yahweh is Trump. Trumpish, okay. <laughs> or fill in the blank to any you know any emperor or dictator or person who just wants. What's happening here? Uh oh, <laughs> we're in all kinds of trouble. The can is moving slowly by itself. Do you not see this? I, I swear to God, I'm not touching it. <laughs> it's easy. What hap- okay. What's okay. happening is he emptied that can out. He filled his. It's sitting on water. 
Yes. It's sitting and you have a there. fan moving above us. Yeah. It's, it's easily explained. Back. I do believe in Yahweh. I do believe in Yahweh. You almost got smited by a can. But what I'm saying is think about it. At, think about it at this time in humanity, in our progression, in our development. If you had the one ideological force that trumped all others. He used the word. I didn't. No pun intended. Yeah, I know. That was good, cool, wasn't it? It really is a phrase before the man was born. So it's fine. Right? You're allowed to use that because yeah. we own it. He does not. Well, I don't I, know. I, have I, you I, seen have you seen you're fired? <laughs> oh shoot. No. I think about no, it today. I, I think about it today, no difference in us or any other nation using the word democracy. You know, as long as we do whatever we do in the name of democracy. What do you mean by it? Damn whatever other country we go into, it doesn't matter because we're doing it for ourselves and democracy and it's Don't the best way. Don't start me on this. Do not start right. me on this. So <laughs> I know we're way off topic at this Way point. off topic we're, now. We're, but we're not. So <laughs> at, at the time, we're not. It, it, if Yahweh, I'm making a point. <laughs> if, Yahweh, if Yahweh was that same uh, justification – all right. Is that okay to say? If Yahweh sure. was that same justification to do whatever you want to the nation surrounding you and, and they had no choice but to do it, then of course you're going to do it. So what I'm saying is the other nations at that time did not accept Yahweh as that. Except the Canaanites. Well, that's the, that's the same area. What I'm saying is like the Syrians, the Assyrians, right. the Babylonians. The, the thing... Uh, the same nations, which, by the way, we today still have issues with, right? Yes, we do. We do. We absolutely do. We still, we still are going in Syria, bombing them. We still have invaded Iraq. We've still got in all these other countries around the area that Yahweh still controls. So, so think about it. And, think about and, it. And I'm not gonna take a stance on that because I don't know. Yeah. I'm not well versed in current affairs. In fact, it's quite depressing. So I keep my nose out of it. I would say to be that, honest. that most um, Catholics I knew do not take part in it. Yeah, well, of course, but I think most Christians and Catholics in every relation should at least look at the ties to geopolitic, geopolitics and today mm. because we're dealing with the same land areas mm -hmm. that we have back then. When you're, when you're addressing uh, Yahweh, and mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know nearly as much as you, you guys in this, uh, but all I'm hearing, honestly, like, uh, you know, and when I'm drilling down, Human nature. Uh, it's really all song. I'm hearing. I love that song. So uh, unpack that a little bit. I'm sorry. What do you mean? I'm, uh, I love that song. Is Michael that Jackson. You, you said human nature. I think of Michael Jackson. Right? What? What? <laughs> but unpack, unpack no, your statement. That, Go ahead. That was uh, an unintended consequence of. Uh, yeah, I did, I'm not familiar with that. To be honest with you, I really don't. The the. Kendra's laughing at all of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is, is human beings, regardless of the context, regardless of the time period, we as human beings, as an individual and as the aggregate collective, we will use whatever justification we want and put the people we want in power to get whatever means. That's we, exactly. That sounds like yes. capitalism. Uh, well, capitalism wasn't. The phrase wasn't around back then, but yes, you're right. 
and we will. That's the desired right. end of capitalism. So I don't. <laughs> I would say I don't think the concept of following Yahweh was a whole lot different back then. But it, what I mean by human nature is exactly that. It's like mm-hmm. this. This works for me. This works for us, or yeah. whatever. Awesome. Let's do it. All right. And the fact that the Creator wants that for me is even better. Assuming, I don't want to do that. Because <laughs> that's a very, do very it, poignant. Do it. This is, do this is, it. I mean, this is a conversation that you know we've we've had many times before. But this is Absolutely. this is one of the the problems, the big problems I have with the Old Testament, is that I feel that um, you know today if I was a world leader and I wanted and I wanted a blueprint plan for how to you know for geopolitics today. Okay. I, I would look to the Old Testament. Really? Yeah, I would. Uh, and I'm going on record saying that, and I'm not taking it back. Right. Well, I guess I'm <laughs> good with the y- Yakuza at this point. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, I... I Think so about I, our, our wars I, as an American empire and where they're at. Yes, but I, so, again, I believe... Uh, all right. For example, let's take uh, the Taliban. For example, right? If you take mod, if uh, Taliban, right? (laughs) (laughs) If you take modern political forces inside the, uh, and and, and Kalia would agree, all right. If you take modern political forces inside the Islamic faith, um, they don't even know their own faith, all right, and they're using. A religion to push the, the desired effect. All right, much like a lot of fundamentalist Christians do in but, politics. But that's where right? the term extremists come from. It, it's I don't disagree. You you, you say yes. they don't know their own religion. They I don't, don't disagree. Know and mind you, and, and I they have want something yeah. to fulfill their agenda. And, and, and that's I, all. And I, and, <laughs> that's really all it is. Right. And I have many many friends who are who are Islamic, and and I actually don't have that many issues with the Islamic faith at all. I, of course I, not. They're beautiful people. Yeah. I mean, they really, really are. They're beautiful down people. Into it, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go back yeah. to the fishes statement. Yeah, yeah. We're it's... all calling the same thing. The same thing. <laughs> well, we just uh, have different words. I mean, they, that's all. they and and despite what fundamentalists say, they do believe in the same God as us. All right. I, I know a, a lot of a lot of Calvinists and a lot of Pentecostals disagree. I don't care if you disagree. They do believe in the same God as us. I yeah. don't care your opinion. They really do. Yeah. All right. I, I so, yeah. I mean, they really do. So we believe in the same God. All right. Let's walk the same path. All right. And and, and I see a lot of fundamentalists and a lot of your extremists. Both using politics and religion to push what they believe they want their ends to be. I agree. So, which is the roadblock number one, and me being like, "Ish, that seems like a cult." Right. Yeah. No, it's it's fair. But I would also say that most of your traditional uh, Orthodox Catholics, Oriental Orthodox. That is purposely why they normally stay out of politics is because they don't want to try to influence what people believe. They would rather you simply come to them to find the truth. But, but even the word politics is a modern word. Look at what, yeah. they, look at what they were – I'm thinking about the actions of, of a group of people. Yeah. 
So if I look at the actions of a group of people, even in the Old Testament, by my context and my language and my all of our semantics today, those are geopolitical moves. I don't disagree. So yeah. that and that's that's where I take issue with it. Yeah. It's like you know, I Yahweh to I, me seemed like a heck of a commander. Yeah, but I, I will say this though minister. too: if you take them for their own worldview, it was a little different because. In their own worldview, you have the the Nephilim, right? And the Nephilim comprised the um, the Nephilim comprised the uh, the wars, like the, the the wars in Joshua. You know, when you get to Numbers, when you get to especially the Book of Joshua, right? So if you get to those those wars happened because of the Nephilim in their worldview. All right, in their worldview, and you always have to take it from their perspective. You know, I, again, let's take it. Let's take Elohim in the Old Testament. Again, their worldview. Humans are referred to as Elohim. Wait, I thought that was the name for God. It's not. Uh, demons, Shadim in, in in Hebrew, right, are referred to as Elo, as Elohim. Uh, angels, Elohim, right. So. It's that placeholder. It's the significance we put on that entity that it becomes outside of it being Yahweh Elohim, the creator, right? So so you do have that um, in the Old Testament. There is a worldview in the Old Testament. And the Nephilim fall inside of that. The Nephilim were supposed to happen because of the cohabitation among humans, right? And among what we would call demons or uh, fallen angels, right? Actually, demons aren't a subclass, but fallen angels, right? So you do have that. Um, the Malak, Malakim, right? So you do have the fallen that cohabited, had relations with, and that's their worldview, you know, and that's these people, these quote-unquote giants, um, which in Greek they were only like, six or seven feet tall, but your average person was only like five foot or less. So that's a, that's a giant. <laughs> you know, look at a basketball player now. If you stand next to somebody like a Shaq, you feel pretty small. <laughs> feel? Yeah, you are pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so in, in their idea, that's a giant. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Actually, today it's a giant. So, <laughs> right, really, realistically, you know. But, I mean, if you look at it, the gods of the council – are Elohim, you know, the demons, Elohim, angels, Elohim, disembodied human souls, Elohim. So you have that that perspective of what that term means in their culture, mm -hmm. and you have Yahweh, Elohim, Eloah, if you go into the book of Job, right? Eloah being the singular. Um, which ironically, ironically, if you go into the Islamic tradition, you have Allah, right? that actually is derived from the Hebrew Eloah. So even the term for God inside of the Islamic faith comes from the Jewish Eloah. So, yeah. Just yeah, to just, just stand up for those people like my Khalil's my out there. Just All right. <laughs> you know what I'm going to use that information for? Nothing. <laughs> 
It would be no. great no, trivia. That's interesting to know. I did not know that, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's it, it's always been hard for me to, first of all, to even not accept that, but even to argue that. Mm-hmm. Because I, I get the distinction that Yahweh always performed. It was different from the other gods. I feel like I'm standing on one foot trying to argue from that. So if we're, we're dealing with context. All right. I love context. Every season of humanity has its own context. Right? Okay. Yeah. I could, uh, yeah, I could totally agree How with that. How could it not? Right? Yeah. I've, I have a friend who's in the military. Completely loves what he does. Completely proud of what he does. And I, uh, I'm, I'm not even. I love this person. I care about him. I care about his family. I care about his well-being. And let me just get that out there. But at one time, I was shown something very disturbing by him of a person who is deemed a terrorist. Oh. So let me ask you guys this. At any point from the earliest that we're talking about, up until now, is there any probability that humanity or a group of humans dehumanized another group to legitimize their actions? Absolutely. All the time. Is it therefore possible that that happens today and we just happen to have the name terrorist? Absolutely. All the yeah. time. I don't disagree with that again. So I if, don't. if it's probable today then why is it so hard for Christianity to make that leap back then in the Old Testament? Because it's scary. So, if Because I, it's such a vast unknown, and you don't know where it's going to lead. So there's a... It's uh, freeing. It is, but <laughs> it doesn't make it right yet. Yeah. yeah. Yet. Yeah. Well, because when I was shown this... Uh, when I was shown this picture, and there was a smug arrogance... We did it. Like we got him. Oh, I was looking at this person. I'm like, this was a mother's son. This was a woman's husband. Yeah. This was a child's father. This person meant something to someone. Yeah. Yes. If, absolutely. If, if at the very least was just a person trying to defend their land. Yes. You know, I I don't know every little detail about that specific situation, but. Why is it so hard to make that leap for Christians, especially fundamental Christians? Because we're not talking about individuals anymore. We're talking about a society. Yeah. It, and everyone has to agree in order to make it happy. But that's the problem. That's why we can't get anywhere. Yeah. Is because when we yes. just deal with groups like that and we don't bring it down to the individual, which leads us to the spiritual person, we, we won't ever make that connection. Because I, I you, agree. You have to feel. Yeah. Like, I fell for that person. I'm like... So... Go ahead. I'm sorry. To, to agree with that, and this is coming from... Again, one of the things that drew me into the traditional branches, like Orthodoxy and Oriental Orthodoxy and Catholicism, one of the things that drew me into it was the fact that they are not nationalists. Okay? If you look at the traditional branches, in fact... Certain people oppose 
you know, political entities, they see people as people and not as a political opposition. And that's one of the things that drew me into the traditional branches of the church is the fact that they see people as something they have to reach out to regardless of race or creed. They're people. And that's kind of, that's one of the things that drew me in because if you look at your fundamentalist Christians, their religion is becoming nationalistic. Okay, it's, we are America, everybody else is wrong. Okay, and so that's one of those things that really started grinding me, like grinding my gears. Grind, I can't agree with that. I, 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 and I agree with what you're saying. I don't want anyone speaking for me to that to yeah. that degree. Yes, because I don't. Yes, believe and, that. And the oldest branches of the faith I held dear, um, which, ironically, the people without I was with at the time, because I wasn't a Catholic at the time. Okay, um, they they also opposed they also opposed the Catholic Church and the Orthodox too, but. Um, when I looked at at when I looked at the Catholic and when I looked at the Orthodox, they were definitely not nationalistic. They believed in a holistic approach to all of humanity, and that was just beautiful to me. And that's a, that's what drew me in. The fact that when people would say, "Well, we are America," no, we don't care. We were there before America. We'll be there after America. Yes, you know, we don't care about Europe. We were there before Europe. We'll be there after Europe. You know, we are here to take care of the people, and that's why we're here. That was so beautiful to me. The fact that everything they do is to better humanity and not to back any national entity, it definitely drew me in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's appealing. I mean, yeah. You hmm. might, you might say I, that they're uh, <clears throat> being the founders of the Christian faith. As far as that, and that brings that that brings us to our next beer. Well, at least there's continuity. (laughs) To you by Christopher Columbus, (laughs) (laughs) because Founders Brewery brings us our next beer. Um, This is the Breakfast Stout. I have been eyeing this for the last several podcasts, and I put it off because it did not jive with the themes we had for the last several podcasts. This is the breakfast stout, Chris. Here we go. Thank you. My pleasure, Gumby. Here we uh, go. Full disclosure: I I feel like myself and Aaron have already partaken in this uh, in this brew. I, I can't speak to the day or the hour yep. at that uh, which we had, uh, but it is my opinion that we've uh, we've invited. All this, right. Uh, this is brew. And this yeah. is the breakfast stout. It is the coffee lover's consummate beer, brewed with an abundance of flaked oats, bitter and imported chocolates, and two types of coffee. This stout has an intense, fresh, roasted java nose with a frothy cinnamon-colored head that goes forever. It is an IBU of 6.0 and an ABV of 6.3. And I'm going to say this right now. Khalil, I hope you're listening. I bought this because you were supposed to show up tonight, and you didn't. Khalil. <laughs> Khalil. Jay, Khalil. Okay. You, you know, the first thing, I'm just going to throw it out there throw it out right there. away. It is a higher IBU, uh-huh. and I can't even taste hops. 
ironic, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's like... This is a play a joke on Krista, isn't it? Can you smell that? <laughs> I mean, this smells like a cold brewed coffee, right? Yeah, yeah. This is... I mean, I may have had this seven or eight times, but whatever. <laughs> but every time is the first time. Mm. I mean... It's very smooth. It's very dark. The coffee notes are amazing. It is. It's not I, pungent at oh all. Oh, man, Lord. This is amazing. I, I would put this a, up there. There's a small, sm- very small aftertaste that sits it. in the back of your throat. But um, <laughs> very smooth. It's deserved. Yeah. It's not too sweet either. No. It's, it's just the right amount of sweetness. It's, it's not sweet. It's not sour. It's Again, this rates as a 10. On Beer Advocate, mm-hmm. all right. Which, by the way, Bible of a Brews is on Beer Advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to just put that out there. Um, and this does rate as a perfect ten on Beer Advocate for a reason. And you can, well, maybe you can attest to it. I didn't know that because yeah. I don't care about other people's opinions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very, very good beer. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's so well balanced. I mean, it's it's coffee. It really is. It's coffee, but it's not an overpowering coffee. It's it is like a cold brew. It's well balanced. It's not bitter. It's not sweet. It it, it has that nice balance. It has I that disagree. Toasty. I think it is bitter and sweet. Okay. I think, okay. I think it's all yeah. there. Yeah. But not not one thing is overpowering. Exactly. True, True I think it's to all atheist happening. form. Disagree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not, I, I swear to you, I'm not an atheist. Agnostic. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it is so well balanced. It's it's like walking that tightrope, right? Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It, it has that, those toasty notes, that beautiful coffee flavor. And you said this was in um, some barrels of some sort? or No, no. No? Not at all. Okay. Very tasty. It's just... I like it. Founders does does one of the best coffee porters out there. They really do. It's do, the oatmeal that does it for me. I think so. Do yeah. I only get one? I have one left. We, <laughs> uh, we could split it. All right, we could split it. Yeah. For me, this makes me feel like I'm being health conscious because there's oatmeal in it. So we're we're really this is a what, health night. Whatever you guys tell you, just let it wash over. Yeah. 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 Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll throw some uh, some uh, peanut butter in it. And call it a night. <laughs> this this one's good for your liver. The other ones no. Absolutely. <laughs> All I can say is I like the way it looks in that cone of glass. Right there. You see what's happening? You think I get paid by them? Right. I don't. So I just wish. As, just as a note, I really like this in a can. It, okay. <laughs> most beers I don't like in a can because it has a tinny flavor. But this actually goes well. And tonight it's not. It is in a bottle. But yeah. I have had it in a can, and it is perfectly balanced in a can, and it does not leave that tinny flavor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. As far as cans go, I turned 21. No more cans for me. Honestly. that's That was my opinion of it. Now, there are a few, I mean, a very small few of light beers yeah. that actually tasted better coming out of an aluminum yeah, can. True. Yeah. But everything else, it's unmolested mm-hmm. if it's coming out of glass. But there's crawlers. Mm. Like I said. <laughs> there are a few. <laughs> That's a rough oh. brew right there, dude. 
terrible example. <laughs> that one puts hair on your chest, man. <laughs> or he takes enough it off. hair on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> or he takes it off. If it's going to be like, uh, you know. You can ask my wife. It's not taking it off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is great, man. I love yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very, very good. Oh, um, um, I, I, I was saying earlier. Oh, we've had this before. We've had this before. I don't think this is no. <laughs> right. I don't think we have had this. I don't before. think we have. I well, think what you're referring to is it, a previous. it's not local, so we wouldn't. No. no. Normally. Not normally. No. I felt. Yeah. I felt in the past of. Me and him off. You know, mm-hmm. just. Hanging out. Well, we've had plenty we've of had coffee this. stops, yeah, but I don't. I don't yeah. believe I've I had this flavor so. before. No, I, and I am a lover of coffee. As yeah. Gumby will attest, I'm a lover yeah. of coffee stouts. and oatmeal stouts for that. Matter. And oatmeal stouts. Yeah, there's an English one I want to bring in later, which oh, is nice. mm, fantastic. It will be another night that's very healthy for us. It is. <laughs> but I'm sure Founders is no stranger to anyone who listens to our podcast. I'm sure they're not. Yeah, so it, it, it's appropriate. Yeah. Very. <laughs> We'll tag him yeah. later in the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that being said, founders that goes back to the Nephilim, right? Oh, Aaron. Because they they supposedly founded, right? Founded Who writes this stuff? Aaron. <laughs> 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 you can't argue him because he wrote it. Oh, man. So, <laughs> it's almost like he had a plan. <laughs> well, pray tell. Let's save founders for last. That way I have this awesome segue. Oh, everyone's going to be half in the bag and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> At least they'll listen. That's true. <laughs> so if we shoot back to the Nephilim again. Um the founders of the Shadim, the demons, right? That we just literally spoke of. All right. So in Genesis 6, 1 through 4, it talks about what we said, right? The cohabitation of humans and of the fallen, right? Which we would refer to as angels, okay? Fallen angels, the Malachim, all right? Um, well, it gets kind of cool because believe it or not... That is spoken of right inside of the U.S. Council (laughs) of Catholic Bishops. And what they say is these, and this is in reference to uh, Genesis 6, 1 through 4, these enigmatic verses are a transition between the expansion of the human race illustrated in the genealogy of chapter 5 and the flood depicted in chapters 6 through 9. Okay? The text apparently alluding to an old legend shares a common ancient view that the heavenly world was populated by a multitude of beings, some of whom were wicked and rebellious. It is incorporated here not only in order to account for the prehistoric giants whom the Israelites called the Nephilim, but also to introduce the story of the flood with a moral orientation the constantly increasing wickedness of humanity. This increasing wickedness leads God's reduced human lifespan imposed on the first couple. As the ages in the preceding genealogy show, life had been exceptionally long in the early period, which would be the antediluvian, right? But God further reduces them to something near the ordinary lifespan. So, Right here, you see the expanse because remember, my head's spinning. so 
Genesis 6 is on the cusp of moving into Genesis 11. So you have 1 through 11, which is the antediluvian, or what we call the primeval period. Go ahead. What is USCCB? I'm sorry. I'm stupid. US, <laughs> U.S. Council of Catholic Bishops. Okay. Yeah. So this is the Catholic viewpoint. Yes, it is. How right. can you not know that? Yeah. I thought I haven't could... attended a meeting since I I thought we were related. She said Catholic. <laughs> it's a distant relationship. <laughs> so, but the antediluvian period, which is before the deluge, right before the flood. So, okay. and that's that's what the antediluvian is a reference to is is before the flood. You say right. the deluge. I, am I supposed to know what that is? Too? The the flood period. The flooding of the earth. Noah. Noah. Okay. Yes. All right. yes. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> See, these are facts now, evidently. <laughs> well, I Noah, mean, the Delusian period. I've never actually heard that before. Yeah. I look. I don't research this on my times off. It's so okay. I it's, apologize. It's only a fact if you it's ask, weird. like you know, the Phoenicians yeah. and the Ugaritics and the Sumerians and the Jewish. He's making and, fun of me. Uh, <laughs> It's a cheap jab, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just wait for another hour. We'll be deluged, don't worry. <laughs> Delusional, all right, yeah. I'll take it where I can get it. So, <laughs> and the cool thing is, is that the lifespans in the Jewish segments were in the hundreds of years. That is an exception. If you go to the Sumerians, they were in the thousands. They would say, like, you know, this king lived so many thousands of years. Whereas okay. it was hundreds of years inside of the Jewish time frame. So they're a little more realistic without being completely realistic. So hmm. that being said. I'm, I'm curious so. how, was, how that was verified. Oh. I mean, not that it would you be know. verified. You know, but, carbon dating. Um, I'm just facing there, there's, there's a very specific time period that... It maybe I misheard you. I'm not sure. No, but please, there was a king that lived a thousand years, and then right after it, well, like eh, not so much. You know, like uh, well, I mean, you I only mean, get uh, yes, twenty. Yes. I mean, yes, because if you look at like uh, Methuselah, real quick, who is Methuselah? How long did he live? Yeah, is this fun? <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now? Wasn't he like a thousand years old or something like that? Close. He was the oldest man in the Old Testament, right? Close. He was over nine hundred. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a trivia. I remember <clears> that story. That you like a fishing. normal person would never know of. Like, uh, I, I, I mean, there's nothing I can even come up with. I actually. Like, are you making this up? No, dude? no, no, no. I remember <laughs> being part really of a. Sure. Well, okay. I remember being part of a Bible club where I mean that was. One of the things I had to know, really, was the yeah. age and who yeah. was the oldest person in the Old Testament. You it's, know, it's so funny. So, the Catholics must have it all wrong, because I've never wait. Heard I am Catholic. <laughs> or no, no, no. So when I came up, I mean, when oh, I came okay. up, dude. I, I went to PSR. Okay. every week. All right. I did. I I'm did sorry. Sunday school. I was, you know, forced to go through the motions. That's Believe what people, me, I had to know this People stuff. should teach the way that I teach. And there's so much that you're like... What is what is PSR? I don't know what that means. It's actually it's actually parish... Ooh, dude. Oh, props. All right. <laughs> props. <laughs> the two Catholics coming up against me now. <laughs> right. Props. 
You know what? Even most people who go to PSR don't know that. Okay. Very good. Sorry. <laughs> it's great. I'm not retarded. Not <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but no, uh, so Ms. Methuselah, last guess. Anybody? Nobody? I don't have guesses. I, all I remember I feel learning about him in Bible Club was that he was the oldest man. In the 969. Right. So it was 969. So just, just, just several years short of a thousand years. Yeah. So. Couldn't make it when he was there. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? You had one chance to be the oldest human. <sighs> right. <laughs> one thing and you blew it. <laughs> you couldn't make it to a thousand. Come on. <laughs> so yeah. what is the significance then? So, I mean, it's interesting to, no- to denote that if you go to, like, the Sumerians, there were thousands of years, but the Hebrews never even came to a thousand. So, mm-hmm. it, even true or not, it's interesting that they held a more realistic view of the world than even the Sumerians did. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's about it right there. <laughs> I don't even really... To be realistic, I really don't believe that Methuselah even lived to a thousand years if there was a Methuselah. So, because again, he falls inside of those first 11 chapters, which are common knowledge to all Mesopotamian people. It is not worth it. (laughs) So, um, but it... Living that old. (laughs) No, no, I don't want to get serious. You guys aren't serious. Well, I mean... I think they covered it inside of... All right, how many Highlander geeks are in the room? Eh, I'll, I'll jump on that. All right, all right. Yeah. So, what is the Queen song? Ready? What is the Queen song that dictates how he feels about his life? Am I supposed to answer that? Ah, you're failing me as a rock and roll fan. You know, if, if, you let, if you give me time to think about it, I can come up with something. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. Well, if you remember... We're talking about the 80s. Just so you know, I was a child. <laughs> I was a small child in the 80s. All um, right. Con- Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. In the Clan McLeod. Uh, over 400 yeah. years old, right? If you remember sure. the, the Queen song when his beloved Heather is dying, the Queen song playing in the background. I know talking about. Yeah. And that was a beautiful castle. Right. Who would ever want to live, right? Who would ever want to live to watch all the people they love who die? Is that the title? No, it's not, it's not the title. That's the, that's the lyrics playing in the background. <laughs> that's a long title for a queen. <laughs> who wants to live for... Exactly! She... Oh, my lord. Dude, she's younger than you. She's got it. I'm, I'm sure that has played in your household. Uh, recently. Yeah. More recently than it has in mine. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> right, right. No, it has it's not. Just an loop. No, it has not. <laughs> Again, I have children. All right. It's been probably five years since I played that song. <laughs> but yeah, who would ever want to live, right? Hmm. So, the, so then what is the significance then of stating it? I, I, so making I was sure half, I was that half we would derailing. Be. And then that came up. So we, no one knows what's, what's so, going on So, again, going back to the Sumerian ideas, who would want to live that long to watch everybody they love die? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, uh... Okay. He's but go- you know what? He's the, Googling it. But the funny thing is, though, in that, in that yeah. prospect, anyway, yeah. they seem to make it work. Right? And if you want to talk about the writing styles of, of, of different, um, I would say they don't. But m- well, but 
But it does. No. Are you kidding? That's not happening. Connor didn't even live to 900 years. And Methuselah did. My, my, my point, my point is, is like, well, you, you don't necessarily want to, but you're gonna make do with whatever's dealt to you, I guess. You know what I mean? I guess. So if you were relegated to that, if you had to, you'd make the best of it, I think. Yeah. I'd say Connor McLeod kind of wimped out right there, you know, between you know, four, four. <laughs> I'd say he wimped out, you know. You know, you know what the, the uh, as I grew up, I mean, that happened. Let's face it, Duncan made it longer. All right, I mean, Duncan did. Make Duncan it longer, made it longer, but I'm not sure that he made more money either. But <laughs> I'd say he was a, a better immortal. Yes, I agree. Uh, I agree. He held. He had the stoic. Am well, I just? Am he was I, more of a philosopher. Am I not a geek? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, not, I think so. Not I think circle. so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because if you think about it, because Connor, Connor McCloud, this is where we're delving definitely into our geekdom Connor here McLeod in this podcast. Is Christopher All right. Lambert, right? Yes, and he was more based in his carnal relationships. All right. Whereas, he wanted to live his life. He didn't want anything nah, to do with the thing. Carnal relationships. Whereas Duncan McCloud was more philosophically based. Okay, but he wanted to. Keep this thing going. Because he was more philosophically based. He was way older. He was older because he had to kill Connor. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you, see, do you see the impasse? There's never, there's never I like I really don't. There's actually. never a high five. Do, do you notice this? I do notice that. We came close. We came close. <laughs> this podcast is going deep into geekdom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I've successfully uh, successfully uh, derailed your supernatural. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I haven't heard anything supernatural yet, and oh, we're way behind the clock. No, no, no. I disagree because we were talking about Elohim and about how his people and his original people before the flood, antediluvian, lived longer. Than the Sumerian oh, people. So I'm missing. It's over my head. It's is way over your head. Oh, okay. yeah. At right. this point, you're drowning under the antediluvian yeah. flood. But the beauty of it <laughs> is, I don't even know I'm drowning, exactly. so I'm happy about it. <laughs> Yay! You are, you are euphoric. You are euphoric because the fun. oxygen is leaving your body. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I hope I'm not blowing your audio. It's up. all right. I, I the last time we're so, having founders. <laughs> <laughs> so going back, going That's back, all right? Okay. <laughs> going back to Deuteronomy 32 because that's the worldview we're pulling this from, right? And in chapter eight, we had when the Most High allotted each nation its heritage. All right. Now my wife is looking at me like, "Are you really going back there?" <laughs> and yes, we are, because this is where our worldview comes from. The people were separated according to the people, I'm sorry, the divine beings of God's heavenly court. And that's where they were separated at that point. And unpack that. A Chris bit. is staring yeah, at like, me. I don't know. Chris is staring at me. This entire so. session is way here. <laughs> so yeah, dumb so, down, man. All right. So Elohim God created divine beings. They rebelled against him, and then they became the pagan gods of the antediluvian Semitic people. 
including Sumerians, Akkadians, Ugaritics, etc., etc. I feel like I need uh, a Game of Thrones, a family list, so <laughs> the delineation of... This is this. There's a lot going on. Oh man, man fell, man fell at Adam. So I mean, it would be yeah. So everybody's falling after Adam. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but that being said, the antediluvian period is when the flood happened, right? That's actually the the segue. Antediluvian is is pre flood is is pre flood. Diluvian would be after flood. So, um. The antediluvian people, which also exist, existed afterwards, and I see everybody really, really looking at me like, what's going on right here? <laughs> We're waiting. So verse 8 inside Deuteronomy 32. Verse 8 talks about how those divine beings, the pagan this gods... Is new or Old Testament? Everything old. in this segment is Old Testament. Okay, okay. All right, so... That verse talks about how the pagan gods are the ones who oversee the nations because, because they rejected Yahweh the Creator. All right. Okay. So I'm creating the worldview for us. Chapter verse twenty one. All right. Verse twenty one talks about how people are sacrificing to these pagan gods, who are quote unquote new on the scene. Okay, and they didn't understand where they came from. Because it even says that these were the ones that their forefathers did not know. Because these were the pagan gods from the fall, the fallen angels that we would say, or fallen watchers. All right, and then verse 43 is segmented. It depends on what translation you have. And this is where it gets really interesting. If you have a translation that is from the Masoretic text, it actually does not have the first half of the verse. Gumby just looked I mean, at me very it, strangely. I, mean, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know enough. So to say the anything. Septuagint, <laughs> the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation, okay, includes the first part of the phrase because the Masoretic text, and I was able to unpack this very well earlier because I had an hour and fifteen minutes to do it, so. The first half of the verse is excluded in the Masoretic text because of the retranslations that the Jewish people had all the way up until, say, 990, say, 9 AD. All right? Whereas the Septuagint is like 200 BC. So it, it, it maintains the first half of the verse 43, which says. Exalt with him, you heavens. Bow to him, all you divine beings. And that part of the verse is excluded in probably 90% of all translations. Uh, okay. Except for the Catholics? No. There are Protestant Bibles that do maintain it. And, and that includes things like the CEB, the CEV. Um, so th there are translations in the Protestant Bibles that do include it. So this is why I was confused at the beginning, because I'm surprised that most Catholics wouldn't have known the information that you were teaching them. Well, that's because most Catholics actually use the N-A-B-R-E, and that includes it. All right, what's that, what's that acronym for? It's when you have the growth on the side of your face. 
<laughs> New American, no. <laughs> New, it's the New American Bible Revised Edition. Okay. I'm trying to... Although your chemo reference was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm trying to... Actually, I mean, I'm reading them. Yes. Uh, you have them displayed for me here. Well, for example, half, half of the Catholics use just the Revised Standard Edition. And that part... And we had this earlier in class because one student was using that edition and he did not have this verse. Mm. I just don't see the relevance between mm. 21 and 43. Well, the reason why you don't see it is because I'm not showing you both versions of it. Oh, okay. So, All right. there you go, so take out the first sentence of verse 43. I mean, okay. And that is most editions of the Bible now. The reason why that's significant is because it doesn't include bow to him, bow down to him, all you divine beings. Right. Divine beings, which is huge because that being excluded should it, it, it kind of it separates the idea of here's divine beings and here is not divine beings. Yeah. So here are gods, here are not gods. I see the significance, and again, that's why I feel like I, I only have one foot to really argue from that distinction, and so I'm not even going to attempt it. Right now, we're going to get the female perspective. Kendra, what do you think? <laughs> Dear Floor, well, let's let's turn a spotlight on her too. Same as Kendra. All right. <laughs> Just agree. Just agree. With, no, I'm just kidding. With the Catholics, with the Catholic Church. this version and why it is that it's not expected or is it expected or is it suggested that mm. that we go by this version um, that's an interesting point right wow. now and you know that if something's missing uh, certainly throughout throughout time um, you know things have been taken out um, so not That is an interesting point. <clears throat> I, I agree, dude. What's your feeling on that? I, I'm still, personally, not seeing the similarities, but go ahead. It's exclusion and inclusion. I, go I'm, ahead. I'm out of the loop, though, to be what, fair. What is expected as far as the, 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 so, the version? Okay, so Catholics and Orthodox, by and large, use what's called the Septuagint. In fact, the Vulgate itself is based on the Septuagint. And it was during the Reformation that really they brought in the Protestant canon based on the newest renditions of that time of the Hebrew Bible, the Jewish Bible. And that's why if you look at most Bibles, 90% of all Bibles that are out there, probably more than that, are based on the Masoretic text. And the Masoretic text, unfortunately, and I will say this, I'm not afraid to say it, no butchers... Idea. A lot of scripture. All right? And I think Gumby will attest to that. <laughs> um, so you lose a lot of scriptures or a retranslation, let's say, 
of Scripture, of certain passages that have to do, especially with messiahs, um, <laughs> yeah. or divine beings. So most Protestant, Orthodox, and Oriental Orthodox translations will deal with the Septuagint, which includes these verses. And it brings in if a, a so. <laughs> it brings in know. it brings in a promulgation of, of different problems. So if I'm taking the oldest translations, which by the way, the Dead Sea Scrolls corroborated, I'm gonna probably go with the oldest translation. Because it's closer to the source material. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's harder to take out of context and use scripture for whatever you want. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that from the Masoretic text. I'm not going to do that from the Septuagint. You got it. And I will say this, too. If you go to certain Psalms... Darn you, Aaron. <laughs> if you go to certain Psalms about a certain Messiah, if you look at the Septuagint version, and if you look at the Masoretic version, there is a difference. And I'll let you go back and, I'll, and read those. So, oh, that's right. You're <laughs> yeah. And, and Google's fine. listening. <laughs> I've been reading the screen, I don't know, six, seven times so far. <laughs> and maybe I'm completely retarded. <laughs> but I, I don't. I don't see it. I don't see what you're talking about. That, I did not include the Masoretic text in this. This is only from the Septuagint or Vulgate version. Okay. I don't even yeah. think he... So I should just that. leave it alone then? Is <laughs> Pretty that, much. Is that what you're saying? Like, Pretty much. Yeah, forget about Pretty it. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. okay. So again, from the we'll ancient worldview... We'll leave it alone. <laughs> from the ancient... A reset over here. From, there we, from there the, we go. From the ancient worldview... Semitic, ancient worldview, there was God the Creator that created... All of existence. All right. He created a divine family, a spiritual divine family. And then I got into a big argument earlier with people, <laughs> dear, dear brothers, about the difference between spiritual and divine. And I really think it's just an English context that differentiates it. Divine just simply means you are a spiritual being on the other side of the realm that holds better status than a human. I really do believe that. You hold authority in the, the, the divine realm. It doesn't mean you're God. okay. It does mean that you are under his authority. All right. And then he created humans, and then he gave humans the capacity to also reach a level of divinity. That doesn't mean that humans are divine. It means that we can absorb the divine. Much like you have water. Water is wet by itself. It is wetness. But if you throw a rag into the water, it absorbs the wetness. By itself, the rag isn't wet. But it can absorb the moist. This is where okay. philosophy meets so, science. This is what we're talking about right so, now. So, so, you can just call this a rag. Yeah. So, humans... I feel like a whore. <laughs> That's why. So, I'm just sucking up. Uh, anyway. So, humans... 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 
by being close to God, can also absorb divinity. Much the same way okay. that a rag can absorb moistness. All I right? See. I, I get it. Yeah. I like and that. that's why if you look at Athanasius, he said that God became human so that humans could become God or divine. All right? It doesn't mean that we are God, but it means that we can absorb the divinity because he gave us the capacity to. He became the ocean so that us as his rags could absorb his divinity. We will never be able to become God, but it means that at some point we can absorb the level of his divinity and partake it with him. I don't believe that in any facet. Well, that just means you're not Christian or Buddhist. That's true. (laughs) That is entirely true. Um, You know. (laughs) Gumby? Oh, Lord. (laughs) I I kind of... I I mean, I totally get the concept. Yeah. I kind of like the concept. I just don't know what to do. Because it means it means that it means us by ourselves. Yeah. It means that us by ourselves, we we can never be divine on our own. Why? Because we are not the origination of life. We came from something. So we by ourselves can never supplant the creator of all of inception. But it does mean, and this is where I think it gets very, very deep. It does mean that we can become partakers of that same divine nature. It means that we can reach nirvana to reach a level that you'll understand. (laughs) The idea that... You just said the (laughs) N-word. Oh! That was funny. (laughs) Nicely done. Um, I I just... um, You know... um, in my own mind, as a human being, okay, why do you want that? Why wouldn't you? Want no, 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 no. Honestly, think about it. All right. Don't retaliate with uh, with an arbitrary phrase. Why would you want that? Because then there would be nothing else. I disagree. Then there would be nothing else. There would be no reason to exist. I disagree. If you're already fucking, excuse me. <laughs> if you, I, I knew it was gonna be me too. I knew it was gonna be me. Boom! It happened. Ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying. Didn't I talk to you last night on the phone? Like, you did. Uh, uh. It happens. It happens. I'm so Go sorry ahead. No. About the George was all the time. <laughs> uh, um, mm-hmm. No. D- um, I'm I'm losing my train of thought at this point, but if you were to uh, be that enlightened, yes, that you were on that level, no, you're not. Oh, this is so beautiful, and I understand it, and I want to devote my world Mm -hmm. to you, this thing, yeah, uh, whatever it is in your mind. What is the point after that? Okay, where did your free will go at that moment? You still have free will. Is did you though? You do. No, because you've made a conscious decision to stop having free will. But you haven't. Because you want to follow somebody else. You've had or somebody else's you, thought process. No, I disagree. I think that you have consciously decided that you want to become part of Inception. And here's the problem with that 
and, and here's a difference, okay? If I am that rag, all right? If I am that rag, and, and in my mind, I'm thinking I'm that orange chamois, right? Because I clean my cars with the orange chamois, right? <laughs> Is that what you think of me? <laughs> no, myself, really. <laughs> but <laughs> myself, really. Um, if I am that orange chamois in the ocean, all right, I never cease to be the orange chamois. However, I do get to experience every current of the ocean. I do get to experience the difference between the temperature of the lower parts of the ocean and the upper parts of the ocean. I do get to experience every place that that current takes me. You hope. You do. No, you hope. Everywhere you go, you get a chance to experience what the ocean has to bring you. No, you don't know that. You hope that. If you throw a chamois in the ocean, it's going to end up in Alaska, you know, in like five weeks. All right, we're, we're still talking about physical stuff. <laughs> but I'm giving an example. I, uh, I, I just don't think... So what I'm saying is... If you're super enlightened... You make if the... You, if you come, come to a place in, like, in your heart that you're super enlightened and you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, of course, that makes perfect sense. Why didn't I think of that before? Yeah. Right? And you're there now? Yeah. I think everything else would kind of just be like, oh, I have to go back to that. I disagree. Because if you're talking about inception of reality, then you'll never experience the fullness of reality regardless of how much you know. Regardless, of if, you, if you could experience all of eternity right now, you will still never know all there is to life because inception is always way ahead of you. And you can never catch up to inception. Because it's always expanding. I'm not sure that that's an accurate statement. The universe itself is always expanding. Uh, yeah, but if you're right now, I don't want to, I want to argue with you. <laughs> We're back in this realm. <laughs> and you know why? And it's my fault because I always draw back to physical reality. And it's my fault. It is my fault. I, I agree want, it is I your fault. I don't want to agree with that, but I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Nah, let me uh, throw things. <laughs> <laughs> So you can never catch up with 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 which what is always expanding. Yeah, but if you're already there, if you're already there, mm-hmm. why would you look back? Why would you go backwards? It'd be like, oh, this is awesome! I know everything there is to know. Let did, me did you go have, backwards? Did you ever and be bored? Did you ever watch with my day? Did you ever watch Lucky Number Eleven? Of course. All right. So at the very end, when you find out... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Please, if you haven't watched... If he's going to say the end. <laughs> yes. Oh, my. If you've never watched Lucky Number 11, stop right now, go watch it, and come back. i got to even go even further. Right. I'm sorry. So, Hold on. i got to go further what? with that. If we're talking Lucky Number 11, uh-huh. if you haven't seen the beginning... Spoiler alert. <laughs> stop, go watch it, and then come back to this. <laughs> All right, so if you've never watched it, when you hit the end and you find out that Lucy Liu isn't dead, and that was yet another iteration of the Kansas City Shuffle. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Guess what? When you reach the end, you find out you didn't know the beginning. Okay. Isn't that life in general, though? And all of eternity. 
So you can never reach the end. I'm not because sure whether you you're never, proving my point or you, disproving you, it, but we're, I think we're talking about the same you thing. Never, <laughs> I'm pretty because sure. you can never understand the beginning because every time you think, for example, when you find out that Josh Harnett is the kid in the very beginning, you yeah. think you've reached the Kansas City Shuffle. Or at least you think he's the kid in the beginning. Go back and watch it. <laughs> so... <laughs> So when you find that out, you think you have found out what the Kansas City Shuffle is. But it turns out you're wrong because you don't find out until you find out that Lucy Liu isn't dead. And that's also the Kansas City Shuffle. So every time you think you know what the beginning is, you actually don't know what the beginning is. So you can never know what the beginning is because you still haven't reached the end yet. You should have been a politician. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Viverka 2020. Viverka 2020. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. (laughs) You can't argue. We just vote for it. Right. Right. You can't beat him, join him. Hard fact. Done. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what I was supposed to learn in that, but uh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, what you thought you knew about the beginning is not what you thought the beginning was. Yeah. All right. So when you go back and you understand what the Old Testament idea of the origination was, it wasn't the origination that it was. Okay. All right. And you don't understand that until Jesus Christ himself comes across the New Testament and you find out that he is the angel Yahweh. And you find out that he is the one that guided the Israelites. And you find out that he is the one that spoke to Balaam. And you find out that he is the one. So all of that you don't understand until he's rising on the clouds in his ascension. Uh, Excuse me, Jason. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, someone had to say it. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's that's something that I've always we parted ways on that. What I think, times. what I think, Gumby is saying <laughs> is that we have enjoyed politics, we have enjoyed philosophy, mm-hmm. we have enjoyed science. Yeah. But at some point, <laughs> at some point, we have to say farewell. Yeah. So, if you have enjoyed this, and I, we hope you have, all right? As much as we have. Yes. Please, come see us on Patreon. Come see us on Anchor. Mm-hmm. Come see us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr. Give us questions. Give us ideas. And tell us what you think works and doesn't work. Absolutely. All right? And if you've enjoyed anything else, please give us some funds so we can help the local breweries and those across the nation so that way the mass <clears throat> breweries don't take over. That's true. That's why we do it. Yeah, We, we do it to do support it. local. We do it to support local. <laughs> support local markets. Support local ideas. Support local industry. That's right. Yeah. Along with great philosophy and theology and thought process. It's the first miracle. There is nothing taboo over brew. I'd like to say thank you uh, for having me today. Uh, A a welcome guest. 
please. I'd uh, say, Chris, it is anytime. a long time coming. I have waited a long time to have you on the show. Great. Anytime in the future, please it's let me great. know. I, I would. I will try and make myself I available. I cannot please. wait until you and George are on together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is going to I be... I'm not sure what that means. I may just wet my <laughs> pants in anticipation. See, I really don't know what that means now. <laughs> Kendra? <laughs> any thought? Any last thoughts? At least they put me on the Star Wars this time of year. Uh, <laughs> this is what I aim to do. Gumby! <laughs> uh, I, I always appreciate it. I love... Uh, I just love bringing up stuff that's, that's uh, not always safe to bring about in certain groups and I, I just enjoy talking about it all right you know, we need a space to do it and this is a place to do it among all people among all different beliefs and uh, amen yeah yes 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 again there yes. is nothing taboo over room yeah so. that's right again that's right Sanja. who's yeah. that <laughs> cheers and we look forward to the next time open thoughts open ideas open thought processes please see us on every single social media platform please support us please help us move forward and express your ideas so we can move those forward as well all right godspeed and good night all right good night